<laughs> we ran out of time. Ooh, that no. scared me. Oh no. That legit scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Woo! Alright, I didn't need I didn't need a jump scare right there. Holy crap. Um hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Best of Five. Steve, thank you for resubscribing uh, to the channel for 31 months. Super appreciate it. Got to give you one of these. I got to uh, give myself a clap. Yeah, dude. Hey, man, uh, giving yourself a pat on the back is never a bad thing. Now, excuse me while I reload the alerts so that they come through. There we go. Problem solved. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome to Best of Five, uh, the weekly FGC talk show where, you know, we do stuff and we talk about stuff. Uh, my name is Elon, as you can see right there. This is Steve, Ace King Offsuit Jerk, also known as the Main Squeeze. What's good in the hood? Yo, they had Night Trap at SGDQ. Damn, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. That's pretty sick. Um, but tonight on the show, we're going to talk about CPT Online and yet another crazy, crazy scenario situation that has Capcom reeling and making decisions. Um... We're going to talk about Killer Instinct United. It went through. Um, I fucked up a lot, and I caused a lot of worries and a lot of issues. So I apologize to the Killer Instinct community. Um, but the tournament was great. And we're going to do a couple block grabs. We're going to have a special guest, hopefully. We'll see what happens. We're all here. Um, but before we get started with everything, TurboShan, five months subscribing to the channel. Big thank you, TurboShan. Much love, my friend. You guys are the ones that keep the show going. It's going to be a banger. Hell yeah. I had coffee. I'm, you know what? I used to drink coffee before going to bed. That's how much I used to drink coffee. And I've had like half of this Vietnamese coffee. And I'm fucking turnt. I'm wired, as they say. Did you just say you were turnt? Yes. All right. Now, turnt yourself around and go. That, okay. No, you don't get to say you're turnt. This is as far as I can go. All right, turn back around. Okay. All right, but before we get started with any everything, um, just two uh, two house cleaning things. Uh, house, house, chore, no. Um, two things we're gonna we're gonna talk about. First, <laughs> I good job, good job. I I got something out there at least. Um. First, uh, we are going to change the format of the show next week. Uh, not like a big change, but it's going to make the show a little bit more fun, I think. Uh, I think we're going to save it. I'm going to save what it is as a surprise until next week. I'm going to try implementing bits and pieces of it here. If you notice it, call it out in the chat. It'll be great. That's it. Uh, I also upgraded my internet, so everything should be coming in much smoother and clearer at that 720, 60 frames per second. So enjoy. Now, without further ado, Steve... Yes. Will you please hit us with that recap? Uh, sure. It's been a couple weeks, uh, but we did have a big event on our stream Yeah. a week and a half ago. KI United. This was the big online event for the KI community uh, to replace what was lost with the cancellation of Evo Online. Uh, do you have the, res the results screen up? Okay, y'all see who's in first place? Hell yeah! I did not make, I did not make that name up. 
I did not do anything to that name. That's how they entered the tournament. So, um, congratulations to Skate Fast Eat Ass. Hell yeah. Your KI United champion. Uh, taking it over Carnitas in the grand finals. It was a rough road, though. Uh, especially after top 32. No 2-0s, no 3-0s. Um, but I do have to say, number one on the uh, KI United results screen, number two in terms of weirdest name I have seen. Yep, my favorite part of everything uh, for this tournament was that at, um, I think it was either winner's finals or loser's finals. Uh, we had Skate Fast Eat Ass and Crazy Skate Nate play each other. And it was the battle of the it was a battle of skaters, the skate mirror, and then right after the tournament, the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater demo came out. You guys seeing the connection here? Because I sure am. Are we going Detective Elon on this? Not tonight, but maybe another day. But either way, hopefully soon. But either way, um, a big shout out to Rotendo. Uh, who basically like kind of put the community on his back and like made this tournament happen. Uh, big shout out to everybody else who was involved and for letting us take part in it. Uh, I had a blast running the stream. Uh, we had a couple. I had an internet issue, which was what prompted me to buy more expensive internet immediately after the tournament, so that it would never happen again. Uh, and uh, we're we're gonna discuss the topic on it a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody and a big congrats for uh, getting the tournament running and making it happen. Uh, a lot of people got to play. A lot of people got to watch. It was super fun. Uh, and I was super happy and honored that we got to be a part of it. You know, anything to help out a good scene. Nah, I mean. Yeah. This has been something I know I've been trying to make happen in some form for quite a while. You know, we were trying to see if we could make maybe get a CPT event or some other tournament. So, cause we want to be able to do, you know, we, we do this and we'd like to think that the community benefits from it at least somewhat, but you know, if we can give a platform to, uh, to more scenes, get games in front of more eyes, that's awesome. So we're really excited to be a part of that. We're really thankful for the opportunity and hopefully we'll be able to do something along those lines really soon yeah and we have the gear fortunately we have the gear to do it uh big thanks to efren for getting me the job at flow sports i've learned how to do shit i never dreamed of um so if anybody does have a tournament that they want to possibly run on this channel hit us up we're 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 open to the stream game so uh the team that was running the stream was myself and a buddy of mine named colt who lives here in austin he works in film a lot um, we've been, we've been kind of doing the streaming thing for a couple people and we're finally bringing it to DFGC. So we're down, we're down to clown, baby. That's all I'm saying on that. Enough self, enough of this bullshit circle jerk we're creating here. Fucking stop it. Me. Damn it. Steve? We're patting ourselves on the back. We're certain we're, we're, we're doing it. We're pulling the Barry Horowitz. <laughs> We are dropping '90s wrestling job references today. That's where we're at. We're going deep into the well, folks. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's just dive right into our first topic, shall we? Uh, first, last week, uh, two weekends ago, technically, uh, CPT Online West happened, and as usual, 
drama ensued. People were rioting in the streets. Well, maybe not rioting in the streets. They were rioting online and on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I, sh I shouldn't. That I shouldn't phrase... use that. I shouldn't use that phrase liberally. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> it's the coffee. I swear. It, it's it's one of those things where you you know up to a couple months ago you could just say that and yeah. everybody knows exactly what you mean. Now, yeah, let, I apologize let... for that. But anyway, uh, CPT online happened and another uh, Metro M situation occurred out of it. Uh, this time with Alex Myers. Now, one thing to note. Metro M, Alex Myers, both have an M on the second half of their name. All right. I'm seeing a trend here. But anyway, uh, Alex Myers was being accused of lagging a lot. Uh, and so much so that when they were playing uh, the final match to go into top eight on the loser side, Punk and Myers were having it out. Punk was upset after he lost to Myers um, due to connection issues. And so much so that on stream, uh, he threw his controller. He became very irate, as all of us would be with playing uh, in Street Fighter V Netcodeland. But the big issue happened in which Punk took it a little bit too far uh, and started making things a little personal, uh, including going after, uh, not going after, but saying some, let's say, unsavory things to Alex Myers and to the TO, uh, Alex Valle, as well. So... He went a little too far, right? Uh, he, he let his emotions get the best of him, as would any of us. Uh, it's happened to all of us. Uh, but this time, Capcom I, took issue with it. What were we going to say? Has it happened, though? Has it happened to all of us? Well, where we've become irate with anger and thrown our controllers? I mean, I, I don't think it's happened to, to the point where we specifically started uh saying uh personal insults to both the to and the player i mean it's happened to me where i've like shit talked after losing but you know i don't think it was personal though but anyway drink some more of this coffee here mm. but um punk was understandably very upset and just took it a little bit too far but this time capcom took issue with it uh, to the point where they made a thing. Oh, also, we forgot to talk about the actual tournament uh, on the recap. I'm sorry for diving right into the, right into the topics. Um, but uh, so Capcom then decided to take action against uh, what Punk, uh, the, the, the chaos that ensued due to Punk's uh, tweets and messages. Uh, I don't necessarily know what he said, except for the tweet where he called Alex Myers a bitch uh, and some other things. Uh, but I, I find it very bizarre that, A, Capcom decided to take action, and B, well, maybe I don't find it necessarily bizarre that Capcom took action, but I do find it bizarre in the way that they have taken that action. Um, and we do have their statement here. Um, let me pull this up. Here we go. Quote number one. Uh, so this is on Punk's uh, post-match remarks on social media issued on August 20. Uh, Steve, uh, since you're more literate than I am, would you please take this away? Uh, sure. The statement in part reads, uh, after describing what happened, uh, this Capcom statement says, quote, under normal circumstances, such behavior would result in a suspension from multiple premieres. However, given the limited nat uh, number of qualifying events this season, 
such a ban has excessive consequences. Capcom has therefore ruled that, should he choose to participate, Punk will automatically start in the loser's bracket in the North America West 2 qualifier in November 2020. Uh, the statement continues that we are... We recognize that 2020 has been a frustrating year, but threats and insults amongst our top players cannot be tolerated. We hope that this ruling closes the issue and that all parties can move on from the incident. End quote. Is this the right move? Uh, Well, before (laughs) we get into that, (laughs) before we get into that, uh, let, let, let's go chronologically here go for because it. you have a couple issues at play. You have, um, the match itself and you have Punk's reaction to the match. Now the match itself, it was pretty obvious that there were connect connectivity issues. Um, there was a question of whether the match would be replayed as far as Punk was concerned. Uh, but in the rules, it is... One of the, it's the player's responsibility to report a connectivity issue right away. You can't, you know, if there's an issue in game one, you don't continue the match and then go um, and then say, hey, there was an issue. You either got to call it right away or, or you let it rock. Um, the fact that that didn't happen means that the match counts, basically. Uh, Punk was saying that it, that, Myers should have asked for a run back. In my eyes, I think that's not his responsibility. Um, if you notice a problem, you've got to say something right away. You, it shouldn't be on whoever wins the match to determine whether or not they won it in a way that everyone, you know, it shouldn't be their call because then there's pressure on them to accept the run back, even if it's not their fault even if it's for something that is completely out of their hands that both players had to deal with. Um, so there's that aspect. The, then there was the initial lash out by Punk going after both Alex Myers and Alex Valle. Um, and the big question I saw over the weekend was, you know, does that warrant a punishment? Is this significantly different from something like uh, K-Brad popping off on Wolfgrown right after their match a couple years back. Is like, Do you feel that there should be any sort of punishment? For, let's, let's set the punishment aside for a second. But do you feel there should be some sort of punishment here? Uh, well, I mean, look. Well, first, let me, let me tackle your statement. And you are absolutely right where... If there is an issue, and this has been said over and over and over again, I think, unless maybe I'm just listening to the correct people here, but if there is an issue with anything, you stop the match, and you say, hey, I have an issue, and then you work it out before keeping going, right? This was also an issue during KI, uh, the KI tournament, where I had run an ad, or not necessarily an ad, but I was having an ad read before a match, and one of the players saw the ad read on stream and put their controller down. And they lost their first round because they didn't have their hands their hands on the controller. And only after the match is when they mentioned, like, oh, I thought we were not playing. And then he got upset. So, uh, bottom line is, if something happens, if something is wrong, stop playing. Right? And then you can talk it out. 
because as soon as you as soon as you pick up the controller and keep playing, that's basically saying you're locked in, right? And at that point, we can't roll anything back. Uh, and I see somebody saying like, "Oh, what if it's in the second game? What if it's in the no, just stop, right? Just stop. Say, hey, there's an issue. Um, I feel like that's been said multiple times. That's that's where I'm at on that. Now, uh, should there be a punishment? I think his outburst, uh, Punk's outburst on social media was excessive. I don't know what was said between Valle and him. Uh, I wasn't there. Uh, I don't know all that was said between Alex Myers and him. Uh, I just saw like a tweet or two. But because I don't have that information, I don't feel comfortable saying, hey, there should be a punishment. Hey, there shouldn't. Uh, with this said, were this to happen, and I know I'm the king of saying, hey, we can't compare online and offline, blah, 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 blah. Uh, if this were to happen at an offline tournament, I feel like th it would be a lot clearer, right? Where if somebody is accosting the, t the TO, then it's like, hey, this is an issue. We can, we can work on it. But because I wasn't there, I don't know what was said. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, do we even know what the rules are? Like, what are the rules on this uh, as far as like a player disrespecting a TO? Because if if we really want to talk about that, like players disrespect TOs all the time, online and offline, uh, which is kind of a shitty thing. Uh, so I think from what I'm understanding, the degree that he took it to uh, and the degree that he went to to say whatever he said is what caused Capcom to step in and say something. To clarify a um, couple things. One, at least uh, like on Twitter, he, he did call Alex Myers a bitch twice and said it was honor that he should have done the honorable thing uh, and asked for a replay. As for Alex Valle, uh, on the Capcom Pro Tour Discord channel uh, during the match or immediately after a match, he said something along the lines of fuck literally everyone running this shit um, and also uh, told Faye that he could perform a sexual act upon him. Um, and you can kind of figure out which one it yeah. is. Um, it should also be mentioned that according to the CPT uh, rules, section 11 including, uh, which covers the code of conduct, uh, that says inappropriate behavior includes but is not limited to uh, B, harassment or intimidation of any other player, staff, or spectator, either in person or through any online channels. So this is certainly within mm -hmm. that scope of yeah. the... My question is, is this... Not, not to say that this should be or shouldn't be in, uh, covered in the rules, but... Is this significantly different from a pop-off that happens in the heat of the moment at an offline event? Well, okay. Let's think about it. A pop-off is when someone wins. I, I hate that I'm mansplaining what a pop-off is. Uh, <laughs> pop-off is when someone wins uh, a match... And they get in their opponent's face. So, for example, I think we had the. I think you brought this up. K. Brad and Wolf Crone at CPT, or I'm sorry, at final round 2017, I believe. 
Does that constitute harassment? And we harassment? loved it. Yeah, does that constitute harassment? I think technically, yeah, it probably would, but I don't think most people involved in that would necessarily consider it harassment. And that's sort of where the the question marks come in because, you know, we always talk about the FGC being raw and the question of whether something like that makes people uncomfortable, whether something like that is getting rid of that is sanitizing the scene or what what have you. Um, my personal feel like it, it it's sort of like the famous definition of obscenity. You know, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. In this particular incident, I saw it. Yeah, because here's the thing. I think the difference between a pop-off offline and something that happens online is this. The pop-off happens in the heat of the moment. It happens on stage. When the players get off the stage, it's over. Right? Whereas online, and specifically this situation, it seemed like Punk kept pushing the envelope. Uh, And somebody actually brought up a really good point. Had this happened to another TO that was not Alex Valle, would, would this still be as big of an issue as it is now? Right, and would, if it happened to another player that wasn't Alex Myers, would this still be an issue that it is now? That's a really good. That's a really good thing to think about too, right? Uh, we always talk about top player privilege. Uh, so if it had happened to either you, me, or anybody in our chat here, who's not a top player, would this still be an issue? Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between something that gets seen by, you know, there isn't a difference in terms of. Uh, the event itself, but there is a term, a difference in term of uh, reaction in terms of perception when it's like, if I'm doing it on stream for seven people in the first round, nobody cares. You know, it, someone might tweet it out and it'll get one retweet and that will be the end of it. It doesn't necessarily color people's perception of the Capcom Pro Tour or CPT Online. Mm-hmm. When Punk does it in front of hundreds of people, he's one of the most popular players in the U.S. He's got the brighter spotlight on him. Fair or unfair, his actions are going to come under more scrutiny. Right. So if he does this, I, I don't think the receiving end of the of who this was aimed at is why the reaction was what it was. I think it is who dished it out. Mm-hmm. That's so a good if point. Punk did this to me, I think we'd be having the exact same conversation. But if um, if Fart Boner did the same thing to me, I don't think anyone would care. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And these are all things that, unfortunately, we don't have a concrete answer to. Because they don't. Ha- they didn't happen. Um, we, can, we can always say what if and what about, but... Um, we'll never know. Uh, but <laughs> somebody said we would screw fart boner. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, if fart boners got beef with me, they can just come up and say it. We can hash it out in DMs. Um, I think I, I do think this. I do think that the punishment. Or even like just the the statement, I think could have been a little more clear. In the sense of them saying, "Hey, this is what happened. 
Thank you, Die by Sword. Oh, <laughs> oh, we gotta settle this right now. Oh, we are gonna no. settle this. Die by Sword part, but... su supporting the stream and starting shit. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Oh no, Steve, you're on your own. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but am I though? I might. I might have some backup here in a okay. second. I'm I'm a wimp. If I take a punch to the face, I'm dead. Literally. Uh, but anyway, I forgot I forgot what my train of thought was. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, so the no, it's okay. The response by Capcom and the ensuing punishment by Capcom, I think, are super bizarre, because a I don't think we've ever seen, and, and this is one of those things where it's a first, right? This is the first time that we've seen like this much of a public beef happen to the point where Capcom found it, uh, found, uh, Capcom felt the need to step in. And on a brighter side, thank you, Dr. Swagenheimer, for the big old three months. Much appreciated, my friend. Um, thank you. Everybody's enjoying all those uh, hyperscape emotes. The former Twin City member. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, I I was able to talk to him a little bit before uh, Red Bull uh, Proving Ground uh, a couple years ago. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But here's here. I think where I'm getting to. Let's let's just jump to the chase. Cut to the chase. Cut, stop yippity yapping. Cut the malarkey. Quit faffing about. The punishment that they handed out where it essentially messes with the tournament, I think is bad. I think it's very bad. Where if you're having a player start on losers, I think that's very shitty. I, I, I I'm under I'm under the I'm under the the all or nothing. Like either you fucking you're not allowed to compete in the tournament or you are. Right? Because as soon as you start messing with like, oh you can compete in the tournament but we're gonna tie one hand behind your back, that starts getting way too complicated and that starts getting real shitty real fast. That sounds like a Vince McMahon thing. Like, no, Austin, I'm not going to kick you out of the King of the Ring. But you're going to have to have a first-round match with The Undertaker. <laughs> Something like that. Like, I, here, here's my situation. Here's my opinion on this. I feel like I understand what Capcom was trying to do. But it comes off very weird if you specifically say that normally – this would justify a pun uh, ban for multiple events, but under the circumstances, he's not going to be banned from one single event. It just puts a big question mark in mm -hmm. in everyone's heads in terms of why would you even do this? Um, does this even punish Punk? I mean, it obviously does be because now he's got to win twice as many matches in order to get to Capcom Cup if, if he does qualify through the, the second qualifier. But it also punishes people who get sent to the loser bracket who now automatically have a much more difficult path mm -hmm. than they normally would. It, yep. it screws with the integrity of the tournament results for pretty much everywhere except first place because of how double elimination works. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, under this format, first place is really the only spot that matters, since there's no other real prizing or other... Obviously, there's personal incentive, 
But as far as Capcom con- is concerned, first place gets the prize, second place gets a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 again, I understand why they did it. I think it sets a very strange precedent yep. going forward. And I'm not sure. It's go- I feel like it's going to be a situation very similar to what happened with uh, LTG and um, uh, Seroblast, where they made the ban, uh, they made the decision for one player uh, who took a specific action, and then they're pretty much, their hands are cuffed, and now they have to do the same thing for every player who reaches that, who does that same thing. Right. And that's going to cause a lot of issues, man. Like, I, I, I can just see into the future where, like, two people get into a beef, and it's, I don't know, Tokido, like, flipped off someone in a fit of rage. Now Tokido has to start in Losers. And also Daigo starts in Losers as well because, I don't know, he forgot to like, de- disconnect his, uh, what was it? what was that one stick that he, that was broken that he was using? The fr- frag box? What's it called? Fuck. I don't remember. But either way, uh, this is going to get super complicated super fast. And I think this is a terrible move. Like I said, I, me personally, as, as soon as you start messing with like what's happening in the tournament because of these bans or these uh, punishments, that's where everything is just going to start going to shit. Right? So, I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. It's tough. And I, I mean, like I said, I think the best move would be to see how this plays out. When they see that it's a bad idea, walk it back and find a better way of uh, of dealing with it. You feel me? I, I feel like it would be. I would be okay with them saying it doesn't reach the level of uh, an event ban. I I would be fine with them saying it does reach the event, the level of an event ban. I mm-hmm. just wish it was one or the other. Either it's worth punishing or it's not worth punishing like like mike said on breaking bad no half measures yep that's where i'm at too and this feels like a half measure and again i would be super curious to see what the decisions would be were it different players and different tos just to see like how that affected it (sighs) anyway have we we've covered uh, is there anything else we need to say on this matter um I don't think there's anything we need to touch on. Okay. But Sit. we'll we'll see how it plays out in November. There's always the chance that he chooses not to enter. Yep. Here here would be the the most interesting part because there's also still that last spot that gets determined by the community vote. Mhm. So, what happens if Punk, you know, doesn't enter CPT2, but still gets voted in. He effectively gets no punishment. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But let's move on. And speaking of moving on, we do have a super special guest giving us her time of day. Please, everybody, give a warm welcome to the Purple Sharpie. Hi everybody! I overslept and I apologize. <laughs> see, see, I was I was about to say that you were having technical issues, 
I was oh, about that's so to cover much kinder. you. That's so much kinder. No, it, it absolutely cannot be blamed on the technology of robots whatsoever because when our AI overlords take over next year, I don't want that on my conscience. I just want to. Mm -hmm. I just want to say straight up, my human flesh was too weak. I fell asleep because I was up until two o'clock in the morning with updates from my community. So that's my own fault. <laughs> you you really think the uh, the robot overlords are coming next year? Look, I, if, I, I, if I, they I are, I'm with Sharpie happen. on this one. If they are, I'm a good. I'm a good guy. <laughs> see, see, see. No, see? I'm, I'm with Sharpie on this one. <laughs> Get I'm, I'm saying it would now. happen. I'm saying it would happen before December 31st. <laughs> I mean, because why else? Like 2021, it's Ali Ali Austin free. We're clear. <laughs> Sometimes I even think I think robots are 100% kind of gonna come into 2021 like New Year, new me, out with the robot, <laughs> you know, out with the flesh bags, and the overlord. <laughs> I, I'm saying. I feel like we're not being kind enough to how much time they need to recover from 2020, you know? <laughs> are you are you saying they're coming in with bumper stickers that say like all who, not all who wander are lost? I'm not saying and that like... they're not. It's a good point. It's a good point. God. But thank you so point. much for having me. I'm very, very happy that you guys still allowed me to come on. Thank you very much. Oh, for no. Look, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember, what was it, like a couple months ago, you gifted a shit ton of subs to us. So uh, let me oh, in yeah. person say thank you for helping keep the show afloat. If I can be honest right now, um, I'm a big fan of the show, and I have been Stop since it. you guys have been on .esport. Honestly, I think you guys are some of the best content creators inside of the FTC and the most consistent content creators inside of the FTC. And I'm always happy to support people inside the FTC, especially people that are trying their hardest to make sure that we have some form of consistency at a very, very dark time. So it was my honor, honestly, to provide okay. subs to you guys. Let my, uh, let my imposter syndrome take over and stop lying. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, seriously. Big thank you. Uh, super appreciate that. Uh, and we're super happy to have you on the show. It's been a long time coming. Uh, we've been trying to work this out for quite a while, and we're finally happy that you're on here. Uh, so, in the interest of time, yes, I was checking what fair. time it was, uh, let's dive into it. Sharpie, you just got here, uh, and this past week has been an awful week for the Skullgirls community. More so than usual. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Maybe more so than usual. I'm not entirely sure. But for those of you that don't know. Uh, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to say that. I think it's yeah. fair. Well, I think it, it's weird because every corner of the FGC has dealt with something. Uh, in including all of us as a whole, thanks to Evo. Uh, but now Skullgirls is getting their turn of the shit stick. Uh, uh, the Skullgirls community, I should say, is getting their turn. Um, so for those of you that don't know, uh, a dev from inside... Um, Oh man, is it Lab Zero? I always get their name wrong. Is it yeah. Lab Zero? It's Lab Zero. Lab Zero. Lab Zero Games. Yeah. Yes. Uh, came out with a public statement on Twitter saying that they have left Lab Zero because of the uh, the toxic workplace created by one the one and only Mike Z. Uh, so Sharpie, you have way more of an ear to the ground on this than uh, Steve and I do combined. So like. What is happening? Like, what can you say about it? What do you think? Well, this kind of all started originally um, back in June. This all started with the moment that a lot of people are very familiar with. Um, shortly 
literally two days after um, George Floyd's unfortunate murder, um, there was a stream that had been planned. And I was on that stream as well as Kai Kennedy. Um, and we were all commentating with Mike Z. And on that stream, Mike Z said something very inappropriate regarding George Floyd's death. Uh, a few weeks later, there was another incident with a female streamer um, that had come to public late that forced a statement to be to, to be organized and made by myself. Um, after that statement was created, essentially banning Mike Z permanently from commentary and uh, issuing a two-year ban from him participating in offline or online tournaments, Lab Zero started internally speaking. Um, and that wasn't, I believe, the first time that they had been speaking regarding it. I believe they started speaking after the incident um, when I reached out to them in, in the first week of June. But after the formal community statement, they really started moving the gears together. And they made a tweet saying, by the way, we understand uh, what's going on right now with Mike and we'll be making a statement very soon. Right. And that's kind of where we had radio silence <laughs> for the next couple of weeks. Um, very recently this week, actually starting, I believe on the 23rd, which I think that's Monday, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's, no, 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 that's Sunday. So that's Sunday, that's Sunday afternoon. Um, the very first tweet came out from an employee at Lab Zero. Basically we had had very little sparse information at this point in time, we had people uh, leaving Lab Zero kind of stealthily and not really talking about it. Um, the big thing that kind of shot all of this off was actually previous um, to the statement that the community made. There was a singular employee whose name um, I don't feel comfortable stating here, but they came out with a, a, a detailed thread detailing all of these times and moments that Mike Z had made them feel uncomfortable while they were working at Lab Zero and why they subsequently had opted to leave Lab Zero. But due to just the blowback of everything going on with the Twitch streamer at the time, uh, with the George Floyd moment, with the statement, with Evo, because literally Evo was canceled the very next day after the statement came out, by the way, the very next day, <laughs> um, it was somewhat overlooked. I'll be honest, I didn't overlook it because it was just like a bunch of stuff coming onto my plate about my community, about someone that I was very close to, someone that I considered a very good personal friend. So it wasn't something that escaped my radar, but I don't believe it was um, a lot of the public's interest that that was occurring. And that was a big, that was a big component about why I felt so strongly um, that we needed to make a statement because Mike was, uh, for lack of a better word, cutting up in both his professional and personal life. Uh, when you as a player um, show very little respect and empathy for, for others inside of the community, and then you inside of your professional life show that exact same empathy for your coworkers or your employees, that's a problem. And that's when we have to kind of start handing out consequences for actions. Um, so, so that had happened, but suffice it to say a couple of days ago, literally two days ago, um, a statement was made by a previous employee saying, hey, I'm leaving Lab Zero Games and I'm leaving because of Mike. Mike told me that Mike is now the leader. First of all, they updated us with a bunch of stuff about Lab Zero. The very first thing is that Lab Zero, uh, Lab Zero Games is now currently owned 100% by Mike Z. 
Um, this occurred, I believe, back inside of March. Uh, there were some issues with the previous owner for Lab Zero Games, and so they gave uh, the position of CEO to Mike and gave him 100% control over the company with the idea that there was going to be a contract that would give every single person on the team, people that had been with the team for the past 12 years since it was at Reverge Games, um, equity inside of the company, thereby making everyone equal um, equal in the eyes of the law for the, for the company. But after the statements had come out and after um, the community statement had happened and after uh, everything had happened regarding, you know, Mike just being publicly said this is inappropriate and everything. Internally, Lab Zero in July had started thinking and started talking and started being like all the employees were like, hey, you know, has Mike ever done anything that made you feel a little bit uncomfortable? Has Mike ever done anything that wasn't uh, appropriate? Is are, are we comfortable still having him here um, at our company, having done all of these things publicly and privately? Um, and the answer was no. Uh, from that point, after Mike spoke with them, originally he was like, you know, I understand. Uh, I'm comfortable leaving. And they were like, cool. Wrote up a bunch of clauses and everything like that. Tried to give him a substantial um, amount of, for lack of a better word, a severance package, basically. Um, and he denied it. Uh, he basically said no. And then he put in a counter offer that the ex-employee described as completely unrealistic, not fair in the slightest. Uh, additional employees have stated that Alex Ahad left earlier this year. And when he did, uh, when Alex Ahad did leave, uh, he left with quite a substantial amount. So they were very, very adamant about making sure that someone who they don't believe deserved um, to be rewarded for past actions of hurting employees and hurting community members um, they were very, very adamant that the same thing did not happen because Alex Ahad, um, while he was a fan favorite and a very, very publicly loved, was not the best employee while at Lab Zero, similar to Mike. So they did not want a situation repeated regarding that. And uh, Mike, unfortunately, saw the offer, denied it, proposed with a what's what I can only describe um, from Lab Zero employees. Uh, statements as completely and totally unacceptable and then stated if um, stated after that was denied said he would absolutely not be leaving and gave an ultimatum of uh, every single person either leaving by August 31st or being okay with it and so what we saw um, over the last 72 hours was essentially a large exodus from everyone at Lab Zero Games who has worked on both Skullgirls uh, and Skullgirls, uh, subsequent Skullgirls second Encore DLC, as well as Indivisible, um, and a multitude of other uh, projects that were in the works from Lab Zero Games just leave because they were no longer comfortable working under Mike or working with Mike in any capacity. Um, a decision that I wholeheartedly and completely totally support the employees on because I 100% believe they were in the right. I believe they were fighting for uh, what was theirs all along because similar to Mike, a number of these employees have been there for the past 10 years, um, eight years. Uh, one of the lead writers, I'm sorry, lead artist, uh, Mariel Cartwright, has been there since, <laughs> Jesus Christ, since 2012, almost um, 
actually, I think 2010, I think she's been there for almost over 12 years now, actually, since the creation of it. And it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. Um, Lab Zero Games has been very forward thinking since I've been happy enough to support them this entire time. And one of the things I did support them was because they were so fair to contractors, to part-time and full-time employees that worked with them. And it was an example of what I genuinely believed everyone inside of the gaming development companies, uh, everyone inside of the gaming uh, field should be treating these game development teams and publishers should be acting towards their employees. And I, I really felt like they were a shining example of what to do. It's just very unfortunate now that someone because of their own selfishness has opted um, to ruin that for everyone. Uh, so that, that, kind of, that kind of describes the original Exodus. From that point on, uh, what we saw yesterday uh, was kind of a, um, was kind of a major, I feel like pot boiling situation. Uh, like I stated, the very first public employee left on Sunday. And then on Monday, that was when we saw a large number of employees start to leave publicly and state we're no longer comfortable working here. It's now Monday morning. Um, everybody, we're not with Lab Zero Games anymore. And here's why it's because of Mike. Every single person was coming out with accounts of um, harassment, abuse, manipulation that had all been taken place over the over the past decade under Mike um, and regarding Mike and and had explained exactly why they believed it was the right thing. Um, and there are several different accounts. You can find several different articles where they go further into it. I don't feel comfortable repeating all of their very personal um, harassment and manipulation accounts. But what I will say was suffice it. It was it was good enough for me to no longer feel comfortable supporting Skullgirl Second Encore um, as long as Mike Zamot was with with was was with Lab Zero Games. So. I'm no longer playing Skullgirl Second Encore, um, but a statement did come out. Uh, it was a joint statement by Hidden Variable, who are the people who um, created Skullgirls Mobile, no relation at all to Lab Zero Games, and Autumn Games, who is the publisher for Skullgirl Second Encore um, and holds the official IP for Skullgirl Second Encore. Uh, they basically came out with a joint statement just saying, by the way, uh, we've completely terminated any connection with Mike Z and Lab Zero Games and moving forward we'll be working with all the ex-employees um, on the game and the anti-DLC, which and I here, am very, very happy about. Yeah, and here's the statement, yeah. uh, the yeah. full thing. Yeah, it says, so, in part, uh, Autumn Games and Head of Variable Studios fully support those employees who have chosen to stand by their principles and leave in light of that behavior. And we find their allegations to be credible. As such, Im effective immediately, we will no longer be working with Mike Zymot or Lab Zero Games. Um, and it does, like you said, go on to describe that Hidden Variable is the one who has been working by themselves on uh, Skullgirls Mobile. Uh, yeah. That Autumn Games is the one who owns 100% of the um, copyright or the rights, excuse me, to Skullgirls Second Encore and Skullgirls IP. Uh, so the game will continue. And it's interesting because just last week, they just announced that they, both games were getting a new character. Annie of the Stars was finally coming to uh, mobile later this year. And then to second encore in twenty twenty one, like it's the game. Honest, I was so excited about it. I was so excited. I was. I had felt like, especially since um, I was going to be commentating Evo, <laughs> there were opportunities that unfortunately, when Evo 
left those opportunities left as well just by merit of you know Skullgirls no longer being at evo which was incredibly disheartening but i understood why and i completely support the fact that evo was canceled um it's just you know personally disheartening um but suffice it to say like it's it was it was a it was a brush of it was literally a breath of fresh air and i was very very excited to be working with the Skullgirls mobile team on um, essentially making sure that uh, the game was visible, making sure that you know lots of lots of people were excited because I was excited because I love Skullgirls. I literally love Skullgirls. That's never anything I've ever tried to hide in my life. It's it's the game I absolutely love. That's my game. Um, seeing I couldn't this tell. happen, I couldn't see, tell. <laughs> Uh, see, seeing this happen just left such a sour taste in my mouth. It, uh, it, it hurts. It hurts when someone is so, when someone is so adamant about denying accountability and denying responsibility that they hurt so many people outside of just a professional level, just on a personal level as well. Because um, there were incidents, there were incidents that 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 Mike Z has done to me since since June. Um, that have made me very uncomfortable that I don't feel at liberty to publicly discuss. But what I will state is um, everything tracks from every single statement that I've read with these employees, everything tracks with, with how I've come to understand Mike actually is. And so when they say we 100% believe it, we don't need to see a police report. We don't need to see, you know, we don't need a lawsuit to know what's right. Like that's, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true because these people are literally bearing their souls about the truth of it. And it really frustrates me to see all these other comments like, well, you know, where's the, where's the evidence? Where's the proof? Where's the police report? This is all public opinion. It's like, well, I understand that the public doesn't genuinely know Mike besides all the patches that he does for Skullgirls, but for people that know him personally, like, this is a lot. This is a lot, because the person that we all thought that we knew, it turns out that's not who he actually was. And um, it's painful. It's very painful. It, uh, it, leaves, it leaves a super terrible taste in your mouth to know that, that people were manipulated uh, for, for private game. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, you're absolutely 100% right about uh, that leaving a poor taste and with in that vein uh i want to ask you again you have a much closer ear to the ground to the Skullgirls community than steve or i uh how has the community in general like the Skullgirls community because i know the Skullgirls community tends to be a tighter group than most mm -hmm. other communities because it's a smaller crew and you all seem to know each other and you all seem to be super uh passionate uh about the game you play and about each other so what's like, how has the community been dealing with this? Especially since now you have, like, you said it yourself, like, you're not no longer going to play Skullgirls. Uh, what's next for the Skullgirls community? What's, like, have you, like, what's happening? So, as of right now, uh, a number of the Skullgirls community just outwhelming, in outwhelming numbers, everyone came out to support all of these ex-employees that of, of Lab Zero Games that were leaving. Everybody did. Um, the the I, I believe the reason even people even know we exist is because from a very long time ago, while we exclusively used to be on forums, which is how we got to be so uh, close and tight knit. And even now we almost exclusively uh, live on Discord. We still have a very, very large and a very, very public 
Twitter presence, which is how we got to be trending um, over the last 72 hours. Uh, because when when something happens inside of our community, positive or negative, people come out in droves to either support or make sure it does not happen again, which I absolutely love about mm-hmm. the Skullgirls community. I absolutely love about people that are just fans of Skullgirl. That's my favorite. My favorite part is that regardless of how you feel um, about like some of the 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 state of the game, people will come out to do the right thing inside of a Skullgirls community. And that's beautiful. Um, moving forward, uh, the very first thing that Sonic Fox, who is a very large um, player and one of the most visible players inside of the community came out, was originally like, okay, every single person that left Lab Zero, I'm going to be retweeting you guys. I'm going to make sure that you guys are able to go ahead and get employed because we are in the middle of a pandemic. Like actively still, this entire thing happened while we have over 10 million people inside of America that do not have jobs which is just, I, I, I cannot stress how selfish this entire thing was. I, I absolutely cannot stress at all how juvenile any of this was by, by Mike. But uh, suffice it to say, like that was a beautiful thing that they chose to do um, in, in support of everyone at Lab Zero. And they were retweeting links from other creators, from cleanup artists, from, from sketch artists, from uh, stage and platform designers, from, from design, uh, from, from the man who created and brought us the Mac and Linux version of Skullgirls, everybody was getting a very, very visible um, bunch of attention from Sonic's platform. Uh, in a lot of other people's veins, everybody was like, we stand with Lab Zero. Um, a lot of people opted to go ahead and make sure that people understood that they were no longer comfortable being inside of the Skullgirls community as long as Mike was there, which really pushed that statement from Hidden Variable and Autumn Games. Uh, a lot of the community right as of now, now that the Autumn Games and Hidden Variable statement has come out saying that they've cut all ties with Mike Z, a lot of people are very happy that they're finally able to continue playing Skullgirls without um, any bad taste in their mouth, with, with, with positive views, uh, knowing that Annie will be completely and totally supported uh, without the assistance of Mike Zayma is huge for the community. And so they're very, 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 very happy to be continuing playing Skullgirls. Um, although, unfortunately, myself, I, I believe a li- I, I need a little bit more time away from Skullgirls, uh, just in general, before I feel comfortable playing it again. I'm really happy to say that so many other people we're very, very happy to hear it and are continuing to start running tournaments or continuing to schedule events or continuing to stream or continuing to uh, just be very active members inside of the community and creating content um, like the Skullgirls community that I know and love, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, I, man, I'm such a big fan of hearing like uh, the lightness, the light coming from the dark. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying yeah, to say, yeah, but yeah. you do. It's very uh, positive. It's very positive news yeah. right now. And that's kind of what I needed to hear because honestly, these past 72 hours have been a whole roller coaster for me. I had a stream yesterday where I had to publicly explain why I could finally talk about it because mm-hmm. um, there were, I'm, it's, it's no, I don't believe it's a surprise to anybody that I'm very close to everyone at Lab Zero Games, mm-hmm. considering how long I've been um, for lack of a better word, shilling Skullgirls. I only do that with people that I am very comfortable working with, with people that I'm very, very comfortable and absolutely know and I feel like 100% I can trust them. And a level of trust there was broken by Mike. And so mm-hmm. it's nobody else's fault because I still trust all of the ex-employees. I still trust Hunt and Variable. I still trust Autumn Games. I just need to see a little bit more substance behind how they plan to execute these statements before I personally feel comfortable 
uh, going back to promoting Skullgirl Second Encore with the same vigor that I felt before. Because, um, unfortunate, I'm I'm so sad to say that it's kind of like, uh, you know, like this childish like wonder that I had for Skullgirls has been broken, with everything yeah. that happened mm -hmm. from that stream in June. Like it was yeah. just it made me feel like not playing the game anymore. Like the things that Mike did to not just me, but people that I considered family. It, it genuinely doesn't, it, it leaves an especially personal taste in my mouth. Um, mm. And that, that is something that I really need to see Autumn Games change privately before I can feel comfortable prom promoting it personally. But I'm so happy to see that a lot of other people didn't have that same level of trust broken because I don't believe Autumn Games or Hidden Variable or even the ex-employees at Lab Zero did anything to belay that trust. It was exclusively Mike. Mm -hmm. It was exclusively him. So uh, I'm really happy to say that it wasn't much worse than it was because it very easily could have been. I mean, of course, you're going to have like all of, you know, the standard negative Nancy's like boo-booing it that aren't inside the community whatsoever. Like that's a very common yeah. uh, trope, I believe, inside of the fighting game community as a whole. Like people love drama. You know, that's why Tuesdays are so popular. But um, I'm very happy to say that Skullgirls didn't fall into that same trap of just the self-hating, self-loathing cycle, mm -hmm. which I still think makes it one of the better communities inside of the fighting game community today. There's, there's a lot of love inside of these smaller communities that doesn't always get exposure just because of how small we are and how hard we have to fight to stay visible. Like you guys have been saying, yeah. I've been trying to support you guys for years um, and, and not for like lack of trying, but it's like, I'm finally on the show. Like, and I'm leaving Skullgirls. <laughs> you know just what in I time. mean? Like, <laughs> not, not just, I'm, I'm, it was like literally your first topic. Like, hi, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Here's this soul crushing topic that's incredibly personal. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> Great to be here. Exactly. <laughs> I'm very, very happy to be um, uh, good friends with other people inside the fighting game community and to be fantastic friends with the developers at Main6. I've been large, a, a very, very large backseat fan of them fighting herds for the longest time. And now that I have all of this literal free time, like I'm not joking when I said Skullgirls took up 75% of the time. I'm a co-founder of Combo Queens. I'm the head FGC TO of Xanadu Games. I have my own stream that I run with great, great popularity, I think, in general. Um, and I'm very proud of the growth that it has. But even with all of that, I still felt like 75% of my time was being spent exclusively on Skullgirls. And now that that's free, I can dedicate all of that to Them Fighting Herds, which is another game, uh, a very beautiful community that's budding the exact same way that Skullgirls did. And I am absolutely happy to be a part of, and I'm absolutely excited to be uh, working with inside of the future. And I know for a fact that I'm going to be returning to Skullgirls Mobile. I know that for a fact. I just need time away from Skullgirls though. For Skullgirls Second mm -hmm. like Encore to come back to the actual fighting game, it's going to take time for me. I, it's, it's, there's no other way around it. It's going to take yeah. time. Not as I want well to should. get there, but um, it's definitely going to take time. It's not something I can rush. I've tried to rush it. I literally commentated an event on Saturday. I had so much fun commentating an event Saturday, but I just, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't right now. Yeah, no, I, that's totally understandable, and I'm pretty sure nobody blames you for any of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, everyone's been very understanding. Everyone inside the community has been very understanding. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are people that are just mad at me regardless of what I do, yeah. which I've just come to expect as a black female in general and as a female inside of the fighting game community that yeah. that's going to happen. But the community, the actual, 
I, I feel like the actual 95%, like the 99% of people in general are like, that's great for you, Sharpie. We're super happy. We're going to support you regardless of what you do. We love you so much. And just seeing all the love come out for me and other, I, I shouldn't say other employees because I'm not an employee and I'm not contracted by Lab Zero whatsoever. I want to make that very clear. I'm exclusively a community member that just became very, 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 very involved with them. Um, and I know what I can say and can't say privately and publicly. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I felt very, very, very proud of everyone and everybody's showing of support regarding that. It, it really, I cried. I cried a lot. I cried on stream. I cried off stream. I cried when I woke up. I cried when I went to sleep. I was just sad and happy. And I mean, if I didn't know any better, I say I'm going through menopause, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. I've, I'm not that old. Before y'all start making jokes, I'm not that old. I'm twenty something. Okay, Jesus. I, I got no follow up for that. I got. Me either. I know you don't. I know you don't see because you're smart. Because you're smart. That's why. I I have people I have to answer to if I say anything. So so I got. You know what? We need to lighten up the mood a little bit. We got two more topics that we got to cover. We do. First, uh, go for it, Steve. First off, um, I'm going to throw the link in the chat. Uh, this is something that I w wasn't able to talk about last week because obviously we didn't have a show last week. Uh, but Exo Academy, if you remember them, they are the organization uh, that chooses, uh, that's trying to build up women within the FGC. Um, they not only just take them on and train them up in terms of being a player, uh, but they have bring in other teachers from other aspects of the community to basically raise their entire profile, raise their entire game uh, to be better streamers, better content makers all across the board. Uh, so last week they announced that they are bringing Athena in for season two. Uh, their second season obviously being delayed with the pandemic causing cancellation of a bunch of a bunch of events. But they've got, uh, for their special skills team this year, uh, they've got Amanda Stevens, who they've had on the show, mm -hmm. uh, to, to work with them on media. Uh, branding is going to be covered by uh, Carolyn, a.k.a. Mama Dow. Uh, Kate McGee is going to be working with them for physical therapy. And Gerald from Core A Gaming, who we've also had on the show, is going to be working with them for content creation. So, Man. I really love. Also... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna give you guys props because you guys were the very first uh, news people to cover EXO Academy, despite the fact that they had come out with something not not this past season, but the very first season when nobody else would break. You guys broke them, which was I, I broke the news that they were out. <laughs> yeah. Broke the news that they were out, which was fantastic. And that's why I'm so happy that you guys are covering it again. Yeah. No, I gotta... believe EXO Academy and Persia, the person who leads EXO Academy, absolutely mm -hmm. deserves that coverage. For sure. And you got to give thanks to Efren. May Lord Umbasa rest his uh, on-screen soul. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Efren was the one that kind of found that. So I'm not going to take any credit for it. Uh, Steve, <laughs> if you want to take some credit for it, maybe you found it. I don't know. It was Steve. It was Steve. I messaged Steve and Steve good. covered it. <laughs> Everything good on this show is because of me. Everything bad is because of Elon. Yep. Uh, I'm also, gonna, I'm, I'm running as president. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Event Hub's, 
event hubs didn't run anything srk didn't run anything mm -hmm. top tier wasn't a thing at a time they didn't cover anything like nobody was covering it yeah so it was you guys you guys were the ones covering it yeah well i mean look, look I, I, like this is such a unique thing i love exo academy and like the fact that its entire purpose is basically to empower and build up women within the fgc right and it, mm -hmm. i find it so funny uh and i'm sure this has been talked about until people are blue in the face where uh everybody says oh we need more women in the fgc blah 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 this and that and then all these things start happening for women and then people start complaining yep <laughs> and to me that's just such a fucked like i don't even know what goes through people's brains when they say shit like that it's like ah this thing is just for women that's uh i as a man dislike that so it's like it's it just it feels uh, like because it's not normalized right. yet to the level that it should be because we're not seeing like, you know, a 50-50 split of mm -hmm. uh, people who identify as female inside of the community. It's, 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 it's what people are not used to because like what, it's something that people are, are all, consistently forget until it feels like a woman is in the room is that we aren't very visible. Despite, mm -hmm. despite, how, despite how prevalent we are inside of the scene and despite the fact that we do get to um, the same level of success that our male counterparts do very frequently and very often after trying for a very long time, um, we're still not as visible. Like, <laughs> I, I've been running events for the past uh, now 12 years of my life. And I'm just now getting to the point where I'm, where my name is being brought up around women inside of the fighting game community. But when I first started, like even, even two years ago, it was just Sherry. It was Sherry and Persia. And that, mm -hmm. those were the names that you hear. You didn't hear yeah. Romanova. You didn't hear Amanda Stevens. You didn't hear, uh, you know, Cuddlecore. You didn't hear any of that. Like the voices that you heard were uh, two women and that was it. And even though they were yeah. like, hey, look at all these other women inside of the community, nobody was like, okay, but you guys are the main ones, right? Like, you guys are the ones playing. You guys are the ones we're seeing. And they're like, no, 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 there's a bunch of us here. And everyone's like, nah, 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 it's y'all. It's y'all. And it, it's, it's similar to saying, oh, man, so Street Fighter, huh? There must only be punk. Mm -hmm. There must just be punk, right? It's just him. It's just him, Everything right? Like, that's it. There's only Justin Wong, right? There, that's it. Yeah. That's that's the entirety of the Marvel scene. Am I correct? Like it's Justin oh, Wong and Yikes. That's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a... in the early two thousands, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my point. That's yeah. my point. No, you're, is, you're absolutely uh, right. Is that's the same level of visibility that women. Uh, exist in because mm -hmm. it just feels like okay you only need that one woman you only need that one female player you only need that one female commentator and that covers everybody no there are female commentators that stream there are female commentators uh, i'm sorry there are female there are females that stream there are females that commentate there are, there are females that exclusively run uh things behind the scenes in terms of production there are females that organize there are females that cosplay there are females that do all these fantastic things besides just playing and i love exco academy because um, they're doing something that I'm not seeing a lot of teams do, which is actually provide retention mm -hmm. and longevity for women inside of the community. That's yeah. why it's so important is because we're not seeing training regiments like this in any other aspect for the community right now, but we're seeing it for women. And, and, and this, is, this, is, this is the third time I've heard it discussed ever mm -hmm. in my history of being inside of the FGC for the past five years. This is the, the third time I'm hearing it covered on a yeah. news cycle, you know, like that's crazy to me. We had one of our very first female commentators, the very first female commentator for Evo, start an entire production that helps empower women inside of the community and nobody 
was talking about it. Like, you know, what, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? We raised $10,000 <laughs> for, for trans foundations out here. Amanda Stevens did. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We have commentated worldwide events. That's Roma Nova. Uh, we have won and competed in the top eight tournament series, international series, Cuddle Core. Top eight for Tekken. Like, what more do we need to do? to remind you guys that we're here and that we're valid and that we deserve to be inside of this space. Like, what do you guys want from us? What do we need to do? Do we need to just keep waving the flag saying that we're here, by the way? <laughs> like, is that what everyone needs to do? It shouldn't be. No one else needs to keep doing it. Why do we, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. oh man, I didn't mean to go there, but I went there. No, 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 please, <laughs> please do, please do. The floor is yours. Uh, yeah. But I, actually, I do want to talk about something else too. Uh, I, did you mention earlier that you work with Combo Queens? I did. Yes. Okay. I am a, one of the one of the three founders of Combo Queens, and one of mm -hmm. the two that Carolyn brought on after she originally uh, founded Combo Queens. It's myself and Jamillion, otherwise known as Emily, who specifically mm -hmm. works up inside the north o uh, uh, northeast. People may know her because she's very closely uh, related with Biggie Gaming. She helps. Mm -hmm run and produce all the events up there as she's their media head as well as their um, I believe lead organizer uh, right underneath Cell and E. Um, so she's very well known on the mm -hmm. East Coast over here uh, regarding that. So, yeah, and she's uh, also a great player by the her, way. I'm sorry? She's also a great player by the way. Uh, oh yeah, I no, to... she was a fantastic player. You're correct. She played yeah, Seahawk, I'm from... I believe. Yeah, because I'm from, I'm from Philly and uh, her and I have played in locals many, many times. And it's yeah. funny because uh, she, so I was super new to the Philly scene and I was super new to the FGC in general. And she was one of those people that took the time to come and talk to me, right? Yeah. Uh, so I view her and, and Big E as like the two people that like kind of like showed me like what this community is about. So oh, I have, so, I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up because I feel like not enough people understand that she was out here. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people know about my rise to Ascension because I get interviewed literally all the time. She's a lot more busy and unable to do as many media events as I do. And so I'm always really happy when people are like, you guys know Jamillion interviewed players before they even had uh, media interviews uh, founded inside of the fighting game community. She ran her own events for females. Mm -hmm. uh, she organized events. She reached out to new players, like you stated, Ilan, just like yourself all the time. I'm so happy you could still share that story with us because that's that's – that's something that she has done before yeah. that people just don't frequently bring up. I'm very guilty of it myself because I just kind of take it for granted along with like mm -hmm. my whole Skullgirls history. You know, I just like, of course we all played, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, she is, she's a super active member inside of the community as well by her own right. And she's been, I will, on, I will be very honest. She is the singular reason why Combo Queens is still active and around today. She is running things almost, I want to say, with like 80% efficiency in the shadows right now while I'm working on uh, other things. And I was I was in a point where I needed to recover and everything like that. And it was fantastic to see her take up that mantle and be really, really amazing about promoting and providing pop bonuses to a couple of events that have been occurring inside of the FGC since quarantine. I believe there was a female-only tournament called um, Queens of Quarantine. And she helped organize a pop bonus for that mm -hmm. inside of uh, from, on, on behalf of Combo Queens, which was fantastic. But she 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 does so many things for for women inside of the community. And it's absolutely beautiful watching her finally get the 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 recognition that she deserves. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. It, 
Yeah, and uh, you know, it's funny you you were mentioning about having to uh, wave the flag to say you're here. Uh, Combo Queens is another, I think, great example of something that I see that somehow tends to get some hate, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't understand it, but uh, I think I specifically remember a panel at Evo where uh, it was a Combo Queens panel, uh, and it was something meant to, like, you know, empower women in the FGC and all this other shit. And people started, like, knocking it down. And it's... I don't understand. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I truthfully, I don't understand. You can, you can speak the truth. You can speak the truth. And because of the mouths that it's coming from, um, it'll be open to criticism. And that's mm -hmm. what I feel like we typically see inside of not just the fighting game community, but inside of the gaming community as a whole when it mm -hmm. comes to women speaking on their experiences. Because yeah. um, prior to that Evo, there were some situations that had occurred, I believe, like that were sexual in nature. Um, and even at that Evo, um, after the VODs were released, there was a lot of people coming forward and saying, hey, by the way, I wasn't safe at that Evo. I wasn't safe at all. And a lot of people were like, well, if you weren't safe, then why was Combo Queens there? And it's like, what? What? <laughs> what? That's like saying, that's like saying, okay, uh, this is what it's like saying. It's literally like saying, Oh my god, I can't believe that there was collusion inside of this bracket between like these two players, these two completely and totally unsponsored players. It's like, well, if there's collusion, why was Panda Global there? And it's like, are you joking? Are you, where did Panda Global come from? They just happened to be a yeah. team that had players at that same event. Like, what does that have to do with literally anything except the fact that they were in the same place at the exact same time? It has nothing yeah. to do with it. That's not what the conversation's about. And we see that very, very frequently when people start talking about women inside of the community or people who identify as female inside of gaming because they're just looking to turn the conversation into, well, women don't deserve to be here. That's, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to turn yeah. it into a problem as opposed to answering the fact that, hey, well, maybe the community right now is not as positive as we think it is. And people inside the community that aren't us, people that are have different experiences and who are different people than us are showing us that it's not as great as we think it is and we need to change. Mm -hmm. And it's been like this for a very long time. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I've had the most positive experiences inside the fighting game community. My very first experience coming into the community and the reason why... I started playing Melee before I even touched a fighting game, like, competitively. The reason I didn't pick up Marvel was because I had a negative experience inside the fighting game community. The very first local I ever went to was a Marvel tournament, and I didn't want to stay inside the community because everyone there was super toxic to me. So no, I don't blame a singular woman or person who identifies as female as for, for not wanting to stay and having issues when we're not 100% there yet. We're working very, very hard. We're trying very, very hard to make it a super, uh, a super, uh, a super positive experience across the board for everyone, but we're still not there yet. And I don't think we will be until people acknowledge that it's not fair. It's not fair for women and people who identify as female inside of this community yet. It's just, it's not fair. <laughs> And you're absolutely right. Uh, and it, it's funny because like every once in a while, something will happen where this, this conversation does come up. I think a good example of that was uh, EVO last year, uh, mm -hmm. where people started coming out with uh, the uh, sexual assault and sexual abuse allegations uh, against some players through the EVO party uh, and date rape and all this other stuff. That's when mm -hmm. that conversation comes up. But I find it super shitty that it has to take an uh, event like that for this conversation to come up and i'm guilty of this myself where after this happens it goes away from my brain until it's brought up the next time right so yeah. 
I yeah. Uh, so what are some ways that uh, that those of us who want to help support women in the FGC but don't necessarily know how? What are some ways that we can help support women in the FGC and make it a more welcoming uh, welcoming place for women to dive in? Well, the first step is acknowledging that inherently women inside of gaming face a barrier. Because mm -hmm. just in general, uh, when you actually start talking um, outside of competitive gaming, women do make up a relatively large percentage of people that play online, but they don't make up a large percentage of people that participate offline. And that's because in, in the clearest terms, we don't feel safe. We really mm -hmm. don't feel safe. You have to understand these tournaments are like 90% male and um, people don't feel safe. People are scared. People don't know everybody there. Anything could happen like we saw at EVO last year. And so understanding the very first thing is making sure that women feel safe by making sure that they understand that there are uh, places and people inside of the community that can talk to. That's the very first thing that, that needs to happen inside of the community. Um, we need to establish specific people inside of the community that they're that, that are comfortable speaking to women and people who identify to female when something is wrong. Or just like being there to show, yeah, by the way, uh, you can come over here and not have to worry about being judged or anything like that. If I feel like if everyone opens themselves to just speaking to women, uh, like I, I know that sounds really, really basic, but just it starts by talking literally and just being welcoming and being polite the same way that you would to any other player for the very first time i mean i don't know maybe you guys are super toxic i assume that most people are not super incredibly ridiculously toxic anymore because i like to think that the community doesn't actively reflect that um but being open and understanding that regardless of someone's history that they're alternate they're they're ultimately here exclusively because they love games so much that they want it to experience games um in person just having that level of understanding when you approach a woman or someone who identifies as female is huge. That's absolutely huge. That's the very first step. That's the very first thing that I think needs to be established um, when you're trying to create a safe environment for women personally. Um, and from that point, just understanding that they have the exact same desire to support games as you do. They may just enjoy the way that games look. They may just enjoy the way that it feels when they play it. They may just enjoy, like, you know, talking about it, but they still love it. That passion is still there because they're here. And I will tell you from experience, I've tried to get my family members out to tournaments for the longest time. It's hard when people don't care about video games to get them to come out to, to play video games. It's very difficult. So if someone is there, if someone is there, they want to be there. They have made the conscious effort, despite all odds, that they love games that much. They're willing to take that chance. And I feel like they deserve the same level of respect that you would give anybody else regardless of how they look or appear um time of day so i i, I feel like that's a good first step i could go mm -hmm. further into it but in the interest of time i won't uh, suffice it to say i believe there was a very 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 well done interview by manatee stevens um and you stated earlier uh gerald otherwise known as core gaming uh on youtube he i'm sorry my apologies esteban Esteban uh, hold back to block interview to Manatee Stevens earlier this week. And that uh, that video is up on YouTube, that documentary is up on YouTube. I highly recommend listening to that because she gives some amazing tips on things that would help women feel a lot more comfortable inside of the community. 
Um, and I, I want to state as well, I keep saying women, but I'm also including people who identify as female here. And I apologize if that term uh, isn't being considered to widely cover everyone. I'm exclusively using the term to cover everyone here. So I, I just want to formally apologize if I, if someone doesn't feel included there, I want you to understand that I'm including everyone inside of that branch. Uh, gotcha. That's all. No, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm so I happy. You, I'm happy you brought that up, Steve. Just sorry for cutting you off, Steve. Uh, Steve just put the link to that interview that Shreppy was talking about, and I literally just saw it today, and it's on my watch list. So uh, tonight or tomorrow, I'm going to be watching that. Um, very good. And it's a very man, good, very yeah. good watch. <laughs> had, we've, we had Bestabon on the show a couple weeks ago, and man, he he's another person that I met from the Philly scene. Um, but him and I didn't really talk until uh, much later. He's uh, busy. He's yeah, very busy. Yeah, he's a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, he eliminated me from my first local, that asshole. Uh, <laughs> I'm still bringing it up. I'm still salty. Still even after, even still after, after you get over that salt, though. You never it was get over seven that years salt. ago, and I still think about it when I go to bed. You never get over that salt. Anytime anyone's <laughs> like, so how do you feel about, about Sonic Fox playing, you know, Skullgirls? And I was like, you know, I love them to death. They are my family. They are literally my blood. But, like, if they don't stop ner playing characters that I love and getting them nerfed to the ground, I'm absolutely going <laughs> to strangle them. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, I understand. <laughs> I, I still have flashbacks to the random local I was at five years ago when I was blocking Viper's Ultra, but then I got bumped from behind by someone passing me, and I got hit oh. by the rest of the animation. Oh, uh, that just, it'd be like worst. that, too. It really does. <laughs> Like it's still, I'll, I'll like be walking down, carrying on about my day, just like. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, that's the worst type of salt. That's the worst type. Oh, oh that's the worst type. Oh. Man, that happened to a buddy of mine at Final Round 2016, uh, the first ever Street Fighter Five tournament. Yeah, yeah first ever Street Fighter Five tournament where there were like way too many people breaking fire code in that fucking ballroom. And yep. he play and the worst part of it is he was playing bison, so somebody bumped him and he lost his charge. And he lost oh. the game and it's like, Oh, that's so terrible. See, this is why I play online where the only thing working mm -hmm. against me is my wonderful netcode, which is absolutely amazing across the country, you know, Japan to US, play Skullgirls, play skullgirls.sharpypls.com, get the game, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. You guys really thought I was gonna come on here and not shit. Look at Steve. Look at Steve, he's like <laughs> I got him with the mix like up. I get hit with the mix up every time. Like, every like, man, fucking I time. Her and she spilled it even though she said she wasn't playing. Y'all thought I wasn't going to. I have been trying to get on this show for the last four years of my life to exclusively do that. Y'all <laughs> thought I wasn't going to. That's crazy. Play Skullgirls. WPLS.com <laughs> to get the game. It's absolutely fantastic. Nine ninety nine on Steam. Absolutely there you go. recommend it. And on that note, <laughs> on that Play Skullgirls note, we have reached time. <laughs> so uh first of oh all sharpie thank you so much for coming on the show uh for uh giving us a little insight into the skullgirls community and into what it's like being a black woman in the community and how hard that is we're super happy that you uh are so open to sharing those experiences with us and helping us to be better uh about uh making sure that everybody's welcome and making sure that everybody feels safe uh i i'm an optimist so i hope we'll get there someday within our lifetimes uh but that's to be seen uh, of course. Super appreciate your time and being on the show. 
Is Thank you so much for being here. Uh, should I should I walk out of the same Skullgirls door that I came from, or? <laughs> that is up to you. You can walk out of whatever door oh, you oh, want. Oh, oh. Hang tight, hang tight, hang tight, because because we okay. got to do the sign off. You've been here for yeah. like two thirds of the yeah. show, so you get night trap. Oh. You get night. Oh Thank shit! You. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Oh, fuck. Uh, I wasn't ready, Steve. You put it. Oh, sorry. All right. It's okay. All right. Uh, well, either way, um, for myself. I'm Elon. There's my Twitter info right there. Uh, you feel free to follow me there. For Steve, the main squeeze, Ace King, Offsuit Jerk, and for our guest, Sheila, the Purple Sharpie, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as I am trying to find where Night Trap is. Oh, there it is. Uh, there we go. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining in today. Uh, this has been a blast. I'm super happy we're back. We'll see you guys next week with more fancy tweaks more fancy shows and everything else but until then steve say it good night canada uh john would say love you miss you bye but he's not here anymore rip anyway love peace uh, and hair grease love peace and hair grease we got a new one <laughs> see you all next time yeah, you can't oh, i did the wrong thing <laughs> <laughs> all right we're out <laughs>